Welcome to Bite Size, cybersecurity Q&A presented to you by Kroll and Mooring. Our goal is to take the complex world of government contract cybersecurity and break it down into bite-sized pieces. My name is Evan Wolf, and I'm joined today by my friend and colleague, Chris Hebden. Every other week, we'll take a question that we frequently hear from our clients and give you a short and hopefully simple answer and explain why it matters. Today is going to be a super exciting discussion on the topic of micro-purchasing, which makes me very glad that Mr. Hebden is joining us today to add to the conversation. So to begin at the at the beginning, Chris, what is a micro-purchase? Sure. Thanks, Evan. Uh, the FAR defines a micro-purchase as an acquisition of supplies or services using simplified acquisition procedures, the aggregate amount of which does not exceed the micro-purchase threshold. The micro-purchase threshold is currently set at $10,000. Uh, except for goods and services purchased for the COVID pandemic response, where the threshold's a bit higher at $20,000. Thanks. And how are micro-purchases then different than sort of normal procurements or high-value procurements? Sure. So micro-purchases were designed to reduce administrative costs, promote efficiency, and avoid unnecessary burdens for both customers and contractors. How they do that is that unlike most procurements, micro-purchases can be awarded without competition, by non-procurement personnel, so non-contracting officers using government purchase cards, which are essentially government credit cards. And especially important for today's discussion, uh, micro-purchases do not require a written contract or the usual litany of standard solicitation provisions and contract clauses that contractors may be more familiar with. So I guess the question everyone is asking right now, does that mean for micro-purchases, they're exempt from the federal cybersecurity regulations that we often talk about during these podcasts? Not necessarily. As I noted a moment ago, micro-purchases do not require the use of solicitation provisions or contract clauses, but that's not to say that micro-purchases are automatically exempt from the government's cybersecurity requirements. Uh, importantly, micro-purchases made under an existing contract, such as through the GSA schedules, a blanket purchase agreement, or an IDIQ contract, will at a minimum be subject to the cybersecurity requirements contained in that base contract, even if your order doesn't contain uh, the cybersecurity clauses that you might otherwise be used to. Putting base contracts aside for the moment, it's uncommon to see cybersecurity requirements in a micro-purchase context, but customers are not always prohibited from including such requirements in a contract below the threshold. That is really helpful. So in the case that they do see some provisions in, in a contract, what cybersecurity clauses should contractors be looking out for? So I'll note at the outset that it's highly unlikely that micro-purchases will contain cybersecurity requirements, but in the event they do, the most likely culprits are the FAR basic safeguarding clause, and that's FAR 52.204-21, and the DFAR safeguarding clause at DFARS 252.204-7012. We've discussed these clauses before on Bite-Sized, but to recap, the FAR basic safeguarding clause can be incorporated into micro-purchases to protect what is called federal contract information, and that is non-public information provided by or generated for the government during contract performance. And then the DFAR safeguarding clause may appear in DOD micro-purchases to protect what is called covered defense information or DOD covered controlled unclassified information, CUI. Uh, and those examples of that covered defense information would be things like technical drawings or other controlled technical information that you may need when uh, performing under a micro-purchase. Interestingly, although there's a chance micro-purchase contractors are subject to the DFAR safeguarding clause, the DOD has stated that it does not intend to apply the new DOD assessment 
and CMMC, that's the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Requirements to Micro Purchases. Uh, those requirements can be found in DFAR 7019, 7020, and 7021. But interestingly enough, the language prohibiting application of the requirements uh, to micro purchases appears only in the interim final rule issued in September 2020. So it doesn't appear in the FAR or DFARS. So, bottom line, what should contractors be thinking about when they hear about micro purchasing? So in short, the government's cybersecurity requirements are unlikely to apply to micro-purchases unless the purchase is made under an existing contract. That said, contractors should, as always, review their small dollar contracts for cybersecurity language, comply with any applicable requirements, and if appropriate, push back against inappropriate or overly onerous cybersecurity obligations. Great. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And thanks to the audience for joining us and listening to another exciting bite-sized Q&A. We'll be back uh, in your feed in two weeks with a new question and hopefully a simple explanation. But in the meantime, you can find more information on our website or if you have any suggestions for questions or anything you'd like us to cover, I can be reached at 202-624-2615 and Chris can be reached at 202-624-2645. Everyone have a safe week. This has been Bite Size Q&A, a podcast brought to you by Kroll & Mooring. You can find more information at kroll.com slash cyberpodcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review.